Colleen McGee welcoming you to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. This time we're talking about energy conservation, specifically because it is Energy Action Awareness Month. Good morning, I'm Michael Kerr. I'm the energy manager here at Fort Riley. And we're here today to talk about Energy Action Awareness Month, which is the entire month of October. It is. So we know that how we save energy isn't new, but... Our themes are a little bit different. So our theme this year is readiness through resilience. The Army always wants to be ready, be really resilient, have our soldiers be able to fight in any conditions, and and that includes energy. So so behind the scenes, we do a lot of work to make sure that our soldiers can always be ready to to go do the things that they do and what they need to do, uh, regardless of what's happening in the world. And so we do our part through energy conservation. At the energy office, we do a lot of other stuff behind the scenes, trying to improve our infrastructure and all those items. But what we ask the public to do is energy conservation, work with us through that. We know that when we need to try and figure out how to work in an in a emergency situation, the less energy we use, the easier it will be to, to make that work. And so being prepared, doing that on a daily basis helps us be ready and be resilient. So really, it's almost like the old victory garden concept where we produce and conserve at home in order to allow our nation to have the tools and resources they need to do their job. Absolutely. You know, energy costs us money and, and it's a must pay. So, so the Army's going to have to pay that regardless of how much uh, we're allocated uh, for a total budget. Um, so the more we can save on energy, the more we can use elsewhere. Uh, I love to think or that someday I'm going to save enough energy to buy a tank. Uh, we'll see if I get there in my career. That's, that's a pretty high expectation, I guess, because I think they're pretty expensive. I, don't, I haven't priced one lately. Um, but, you know, it's a good goal, right? Or it's a thought. It's something concrete that we can see. Well, and for those of us who have an energy bill that is separate from our housing, saving energy also saves us personally, not just for our country, but if we get into these habits of conservation at home and at work and they become part of who we are, we get some personal benefit out of that. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I look at is what we call phantom energy or phantom power. Uh, so that's all the little uh, energy draw in our house, in our office, um, that we're not really benefiting from, but it's you know, the computer screen still being on after I left my desk. I accidentally leave the TV on. Um, my Keurig, you know, it's got an auto shut off on it, but it's 30 minutes and it's still sitting there keeping the water warm. But if I'm not going to drink another cup of coffee out of the Keurig, I can go ahead and shut it off when I'm finished brewing my last cup and I don't have that phantom energy drop. All those little LED lights. Um, experts estimate that's about 7 to 10% of our energy use in our house. Um, and for some of those devices, it could be 80 or 90% of the total energy they use. A gaming console that I use you know, half hour of an evening, you know, and if it's got that, that little draw all day long, then, then that's, you know, um, if I can cut that energy use, maybe in a year I can afford the new game. Power strips are a great option because it's pretty easy to flip the button, turn it off and off. Well, much more easier than unplugging and plugging something back in and out. Um, it doesn't hurt the electronics to power them down like that. Um, the microwaves, yeah, I know my kitchen's the same way. I, I can stand there 
And, you know, I can reach three different items without moving that all have clocks on them. Um, you know, the range has one, the microwave has one, there's a radio that has one, there's half a dozen lights on the front of the refrigerator. <laughs> and, I, and I, yeah, I just look at it and I'm like, all the energy that's just glowing in the middle of the night when I'm comfortable sleeping in my bed. So I think the bottom line then is being aware of how we use our energy, being aware of how to save that energy, and then understanding that must-pay bill if we can individually reduce it. And I know we've got a lot of our offices are equipped with auto shut-off lights. But as the buildings get older and those sensors get older, they don't work as well as they used to. So going back to remembering to shut the switch off. Absolutely. And and calling in those maintenance orders. You know, if, if your occupancy sensor that controls your lights in your office uh, is malfunctioning, call it into Public Works and have us come out and replace it. Have us come out and fix it. Um, you know, if the, the faucet's dripping in the bathroom, call us and, and have us come out and fix those items. You know, if they're here on post in, in your buildings. Uh, if they're at home, call an electrician. Or if you're the do-it-yourselfer and you're comfortable, um, then you can, you can do that off post. Uh, on post, call Corbius. Have them come out and fix those items. Um, those, those, that little small drip. It adds to your water bill. If it's hot water dripping, it's adding to your energy bill at home. Where can people go to find out more tips and tricks on saving energy this year? The Department of Energy website is the best website probably to go find uh, tips and tricks. Um, um, your utility provider is a good option. Evergy's got a good website. Uh, most of the rural electric companies have some tips and tricks. So it's winter. Winter's coming up. Um, you know... Leave it to the engineer to be looking at the statistics, and one of those statistics is uh, as an installation uh, for the winter months, so that kind of the first six months of our fiscal year, October to March, uh, we'll use 60, a little over 60, 62% of our energy in those first six months. Um, so, so that's kind of why we, we really want to hit it here in October, right before winter, think about... Um, what we can do on those energy bills as far as the heating part of it. Most of the time they, they'll say about 48% of your energy used in your house uh, is directly related, related to heating and cooling. So looking at those uses, looking at what you can do to curb those uses, set your thermostat by, um, down a little bit in the winter, especially when you're not home. Program that programmable thermostat so that uh, we're not keeping the the house at 72 degrees, you know, during the day uh, when you're not home in the winter, you know, you might be able to set it back to 62, 65 or something, pull on an extra blanket, put on a sweater, great options there, uh, winterize your house, um, you know, check the weather stripping on doors and windows, um, check all those little gaps, uh, the little snakes that lay in front of the door, you know, to, to stop the draft coming in under the, under the threshold. Um, Rarely used doors, those are a great option for them. You know, if you've got extra rooms that you're not using, you know, uh, the kids have moved out of the house and, and they're not in their bedroom, close the door, shut the register off to it. Uh, don't push the heat back into that extra room if nobody's going to be in it for a week, two weeks, three weeks or something. Those are great options, too, to help you save some energy at home. Thank you for listening to Fort Riley, the podcast. Oh, the big-